Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Republican candidate for mayor, Alicia Purdy. And like I've interviewed Alicia in the past, we're going to talk about um, the same old, same old gun violence in the city of Albany. You know, Albany is not the only city in the country that's experiencing an increase in gun violence. Why do you think it's so prevalent right now? Hi, Cynthia. Thank you for having me on. It's always wonderful to talk with you. Um, You're absolutely right, first of all. Um, Even though my focus is exclusively on tackling violence in Albany specifically, I, I would never try to present the case that it's not happening elsewhere and that we're the only ones experiencing this. No, it is, there is an uptick. And this is generations of failure on, on many levels. And, and if I were just to launch a couple of thoughts out there that, that my husband and I have sort of talked about behind closed doors and in our own observation, some of the things are um, parents not, not willing, you know, the shift in the in parenting styles with, with new generations coming in. Um, parents are almost afraid of their children, and there are there's infrastructure there in place to allow children to have have power over their parents and to feel empowered apart from their parents' authority. And certainly, authority's been abused. I'm saying in the larger sense. There's um, is it video games? I, I've had people in in the communities in Albany say to me, um, children don't realize children 15, 16, 17, they're children. They don't realize the impact of what it is to shoot a gun. That, that even if you don't kill somebody, you could go to prison for the rest of your life, and your life is so young and, and it's gone. And so there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's that, that the, the violence that kids are exposed to. Um, there, there are so many reasons, and like I said, this is, not, um, this is a culture where gun ownership and the Second Amendment have been vehemently attacked with a, a terrible campaign against the right under the Second Amendment to not have government um, take your guns from you. And that's what it's really all about. But what what's happened is, is they've created a fear culture around guns. So good people who, who should exercise their right to bear arms and not have the government infringe upon that have been de- disarmed while bad people continue to have guns. I mean, it's, there's not one easy answer. It's extremely complex. And I think it's generations. It's the result of generations of, of a decaying social structure in the United States of America. Mm. So I have uh, contacted Valerie Foss, and we're going to schedule something tomorrow. Uh, as we record this today on Thursday afternoon, and then um, I, I placed a call to Greg Adela. Hopefully he'll get back to me. But, you know, I have reached out to Kathy Sheehan on a number of occasions, and I never get a response back. So it's so unfortunate that the people in the city of Albany are not getting any messages from the mayor of her vision for the next four years, what she's going to do about violence in the city of Albany, what she's going to do about unemployment and jobs and 
the decaying neighborhoods. And I think it's about time that Mayor Sheehan steps up to, to the plate and addresses the issues that you have been addressing. What do you think? No, I don't think she needs to step up to the plate. I need, think she needs to step down and resign. And I've been extremely clear about that. I stood at the steps of the governor's mansion and said, great, one down, one to go. Um, I demanded her resignation on, on so far on multiple occasions. Go away. Go put your feet up in Martha's Vineyard and go sip your white wine spritzer and leave us alone. We will figure this out on our own without you. Um, this is a, a monumental problem because things, you know, we can really judge people, and not in the larger sense judge, but we can really determine a person's character and their personally held philosophy based on their actions. We can. So one of the things we can determine about Kathy Sheehan is that she's not a good leader. She is an altruistic, benevolent queen who is pandering to the sharecroppers or the serfs that live on her land. And I'm, I am, that is not who I am. And what a, what a real leader should do, first of all, is they move ahead by example. Second of all, they empower other people to be leaders. Um, and, and third of all, they're willing to be the, the, the heavy when that, when that is important to the people. And right now, she's so flaccid and, and watery. It's like a milk toast. But I don't think it's because – I don't think – it's because she really has no agenda. I think this is the agenda. What's happening is one of the things she, she likes to say that's really been a concern to me is um, she likes to be first in the nation. That's one of the things she does with our housing legislation. We're first in the nation. And um, really that's setting her up for a long-term game that she's playing. That's what Albany's a stepping stone in whatever it is she got in her head and her dreams are. Um, so when she touts things, we're first in the nation that are um, a clear and present danger in the city of Albany or don't align with what's best for our city and we don't see the deliverables there, really what, what she's – you see this PR, it doesn't line up for a reason, and people see that. The city's out of focus, and it's because she's trying over here with a decoy. We're first in the nation. Actually, what we're, first, we're becoming first in the nation for is one of the first capital cities descending into chaos and poverty in the last eight years under her leadership. And we're some of the first in the nation to hit 218% shootings and deaths year over year in the last five years. We're becoming first in the nation. Now, Chicago is one, probably is the first in L.A. We're, we're up there with these major cities, and we're a small city. You we're first in the nation, small city to have a 100% murder increase in the last year. That's first in the nation. So don't buy the PR. You know, as an Italian-American from Queens, it, it's really disheartening to see an arrogant governor who might have had so much potential to have everyone turn their back on him. Arrogance proves that that person loses in the end I don't see I don't see where that's a lesson to Mayor Sheehan. I don't see where she thinks that her arrogance will someday might be her undoing. What do you think? I think that Kathy Sheehan is Andrew Cuomo's Albany ally. 
And I think that we're known by the company we keep. I think that birds of a feather flock together. And I think that because he resigned, she needs to resign too because she's as much part of the problem. You know, people don't realize, um, and this is where this arrogance, you know, it's, it's really power and it breeds. Some people are just arrogant and they, they can't back it up. And that, that's, we would term them maybe as a loser. That's what I think a loser is. It's somebody who hanging up the, hanging out the back inside of your best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. That's, that's, you know, you're a scrub. <laughs> if I'm going to put it into hip hop, you're a scrub. Um, Andrew Cuomo is uh, a power monger and so is Kathy Sheehan. And so this, this arrogance comes from the desire for power and they've been given power. And we know throughout history and Machiavelli is the prince that absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And getting rid of the Albany ally is, a, is paramount because Here's the thing. In the state of New York, we are the most influential state in America. People don't realize it because we're, you know, largely, actually, largely rural in New York State. Um, they don't understand a lot of times that the, the wealth and influence that comes through Wall Street, the commerce, um, the fashion, the shipping, um, the, the unions, they don't realize that that power controls the United States of America. And this, the seat of those laws that govern that power or give permission to that power are in Albany, New York, under mm-hmm. Kathy Sheehan's tired blue eyes. And it is, I, I do my best to educate people on this all the time to let them know this arrogance that you're speaking of is, it, it's not just arrogance, because they're not scrubs. These are not people that have no, that have no pa- actual power. These are people who have lulled the average resident in Albany to sleep while they are using that power against them. Mm. So as you go around the city and you talk to people, uh, a lot of people dismayed on what's going on in Albany. Yeah, they're confused actually that just made another good word. They're, they're confused and dismayed because um, they, you know, they think that government is here to protect and serve, but that's not what's happening here. Um, they, they pay taxes and hoping that that will go to our, you know, infrastructure and cleanliness. That's mm-hmm. not happening. Um, they, they think a mayor, because Kathy's always smiling in her pictures, they think that she's a nice person. And, and while she's probably nice, to her rich friends, the average person is dismayed, truly, because they see when they see her in person, it doesn't align with who they thought she was. And then they start to look at, well, Albany isn't aligning with what I'm seeing her put on Facebook and in her press releases being first in the nation. Um, people are, they're confused because it's not what they thought or what they've been maybe told in school a leader should be, you know, let's use police as an example. You know, when you're a kid, you know, the police comes to your classroom or you go visit a fire truck or you talk to a doctor. Imagine your shock when a doctor is a pedophile. I mean, this is, this is the level of shock people are experiencing. Like, wait, I thought this was somebody I could trust. It turns out this is my abuser. They, they truly are dismayed, truly. So, uh, 
recently there's been another shooting in Albany. Uh, were there any fatalities? Yes, there was a murder. Um, a man was shot in the abdomen, way down on second, way down, and uh, way downtown Albany. I think that I think that might be the second ward. Anyway, way down, um, second or third in that area. Second Street was the actual street. Um, and you know the investigation's ongoing. And the man was 46 years old. He was the grandson of a of a well-known woman in that area, neighborhood woman. It's very well known. Um, and people are very upset. I mean, again, they're not just traumatized and upset. They're like, they're numb. They're numb. They just like, how much more can can people take in these communities? And sadly, this is pretty much 100% affected the black community. Kathy's favorite community that she loves to get pictures with. They are 100% the ones suffering because of this. And um, this man, uh, 46 years old, he's age. He's just a little older than me, or around the age of my husband. This is tragic. All around, a man's life was cut down. And I don't care what his problems were. I don't care if he's a drug user. I don't care who he is. He's a human being that somebody loves and is grieving. Maybe he's a wonderful man. I didn't know him personally. Maybe he's a family man. Whatever he was. People are devastated because that is a human life cut down before it's, it's the natural end of things that should have come when he's an old man, you know, warm in his bed. And it's, it's shocking to people. But how many shocks can you have before you just are like, I just can't even lift my head up anymore. I can't, you know, you just get so exhausted emotionally from it. You know, you, is this your first run for political office? Um, no. Uh, well, po- politics of this level, yes. I um, There was an open seat in the school board I, okay. I wanted before and I ran for it. And then I also um, uh, applied f- to get into the Albany Council on Art and Humanities. Um, they had an open call and I, sh- and I went for that as well, but I did not get either one of those. So um, as, you, as you look, as you wage your campaign, and as you look around into other other challenges who are uh, facing incumbents, are the incumbents in other areas that you look at similar to what Kathy Sheehan is doing, or is she different? Well, I think the way that I would express that more accurate would be to say, first of all, um, there aren't anyone, there's nobody on the common council who's not a Democrat. Now, I hate to make it about party politics, and I, I generally avoid making my, I don't parade myself around as a Republican, and I don't attack Democrats. I don't. It's just, it's not my way. I, I don't like to be defined by identity politics and virtue signaling, and I, I don't ascribe to any of that garbage, but um if you have to draw the lines, it must be shown that these, these people now, I've been in these common council meetings. They don't all think like Kathy. They do not. The, the truth is there are people, I've heard them argue. I have. Um, but it's like an argument within a non-argument. So it's like we're all Democrats arguing about things that are seen generally the same way by Democrats. That's a problem. This is like this groupthink machine one of the things I've seen in the Albany Common Council that has been absolutely 
shocking to me. I don't know why it was shocking, but it, and it is. When they argue, there are definitely the, you know, the more assertive people in the room that are the bullies. There are definitely bullies in that room. And then there are people who try really hard. Again, they're all Democrats, but there are people who try really hard. They're maybe a less a, a aggressive personality. They try really hard to speak up about an issue. Maybe it's sidewalks. Uh, but the stronger voices in the room overwhelm them, and they sit down quietly, and they take their place, and they don't speak anymore. Um, it has been bad. And I thought, now I'm, I'm a natural fighter. I always have been. Um, and I would never stand for something like that. But I thought, oh, my gosh, the bullies in the room are bullying people from their own party who are now sitting down quietly and looking sad and getting nothing done that they want to get done because the bullies in the room, they, they say terrible things to each other. They're nasty. It's, it's wild, but they're all Democrats. So nothing gets done. So now do they all think like Kathy? Generally speaking, I would say that they do, but even if they didn't, many of them will never speak up. Not really. They'll just sit down quietly and fold their hands in their lap and stare at their shoes. Now, there's 15 common council members, and you're saying some members are bullies and some... Oh, yes. And some are very docile. Yeah. Give me a percentage. How many many common council members would you say are bullies? So I'm going to say I'm going to divide it into three groups. It's going to be the bullies the very docile ones um, and the ones who are just, they simply don't, they, they simply, they speak and then are drowned out because some don't even barely speak at all. Some speak a little and are drowned out and then there's the bullies. So I'm going to, I'm going to say the bullies are probably three to 4%. There's only a few of them that I think are just generally nasty and they're, they throw their weight around. They say, rough things, they push, they argue, they, they get louder than other people, they stand up more, they, no matter what it is, they always have a comment. It's always, you know, it always, there are definitely those people, but they're not the majority actually. But again, these are all, this is a single party common council. Um, and other people that, that seem to really care about different things they'd like to accomplish, they tend to take the back seat when these – I think it's known in that room who the bullies are. They all know each other. Right. Now, would you say that the – I'm going to use the word aggressive. How many um, – maybe I'm asking the question again, but – Aggressive, and then there's non-aggressive. Now, when you go to a common council meeting or see it on Zoom, is it something that you could spot and say, oh, what I wanted to ask you was the aggressive, the aggressive common council members are they the old timers or are there some new ones? There are some new ones. They're, they're I, very it's, it's a mixed bag. It's both. It's both. Okay. 
So I'm not going to name names. <laughs> oh, no, don't, don't name, name names. I'm not, not going to ask you that. But do you think that um, the fact that this is going on, you think it's always going on? And do you oh, think the sure. public is, And do you think that the um, the public is totally aware of it as you are? No, no, nobody's aware. Most people are not aware. Um, they would have to show up in person and sit for five stinking hours like I do. I go to I, during COVID, I didn't, but um, I go in person, and it sometimes it's. I have to tell you. It's hard. It's bland and dry, um, and you have to really pay attention because they're sneaky. But, um, you know, when you – when you, the average person doesn't know because it's boring, convoluted in legalese. Not everyone can decipher legalese. I can, but not everybody else can. And, and so now you sit there. You're, you're, it's hot. It's hard to hear. It's confusing. It takes five – thinking hours to get through everything um what kind of average person wants to wants to be through that accountability and transparency are two major aspects of my platform um and sometimes it is what it is i mean you just you got to get through these things but what they're doing is they're they're hammering through things hammering through legislation at such a rapid fire pace and resolutions at such a rapid fire pace it would be impossible for the average person to keep up. It's a tactic. It's a mental tactic. It's a legal tactic. And they've used it to the point where they've set themselves up in a way that, that truly the average person, you know what, Cynthia, when you go into a common council meeting, if it's an evenly distributed common council, you should have fighting. I mean it. You should have passionate people like it was when they were framing the Constitution. And John Adams mm-hmm. stands up. It's because of John Adams, we, we went to war. They were fighting in that room. They were absolutely full bone yelling and fighting because some wanted to go to war and some did not. And it was John Adams that stood up. He gives this impassioned speech. We launched into the Revolutionary War. It should be like that in the Common Council. There should be a mixed bag of Republicans, conservatives, libertarians, Democrats, a Green Party. We're, this should be representative of the city of Albany in a better sense. Um, and, and they should be arguing now would nothing get done? Well, eventually you take a vote and, and there'd be a majority vote. That is what it is. However, right now there's actually nothing being done, even though a ton of stuff is being done. They're passing stuff mm-hmm. all the time, but it's garbage, performative wheel spinning in the mud legislation that does not advance Albany nor serve its people. Well, um, a number of years ago, I had gone to a, a few common council meetings, and I saw one impassioned uh, common council member who was really, really passionate about a particular issue. And that issue was at odds with Kathy Sheehan. And over the past few years, that person is falling head over heels and doing anything that Kathy Sheehan desires. And, you know, if there's impassioned, you know, a number of years ago, 
you would think that there was still passion now, but there's not. And that's that's tragic because, I mean, I'm not going to lob accusations at Kathy and say things like, oh, she paid him off to shut up. But other people have said that to me. Um, or maybe, maybe this impassioned person simply was worn down and exhausted because of the endless barrage that came against them. Not everyone can withstand this for this long, truly. And not everybody, um, even when you're impassioned about something, everybody gets tired. Everybody, just you get fatigued from, from the fight. And when you have a mayor mm-hmm. that's resisting you or you don't have other people on your side or, you know, whatever that might be, it is very hard to stand alone. And whatever Kathy Sheehan's agenda is, Kathy Sheehan gets. That's how it is in the city of Albany. And and she has a common council that backs her up. And 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 me being a Republican, you know, candidate versus a, having a Democratic um, common council, if we even if we win one or two seats, which I hope we do, we've got like six candidates, but um, that is that will be a delicate balance, and you have to be able to figure out a way to to work together. But I will tell you, and there's a two, there's a majority in the Democratic Common Council that even with me as mayor, um, that work would be cut out to be able to find a way to move Albany forward in a way that doesn't spin our wheels. Like I said, they're lobbing. They're just lobbing legislation and um, resolutions. They're just lobbing a bump, 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 bump. That crap needs to stop. And it's a waste of time. So um, I called you because of the recent gun violence in Albany. Uh, We've been devoting a good amount of time on the Common Council to, uh, on this call, has it, has any of the elected officials on the Common Council, to your satisfaction, addressed this issue? No. No. Hard to stop. No. The creation of a public safety commission that Corey Ellis is trying to put out there is garbage. And not... Even the Common Council isn't completely on board with that, but there's a lot of tweaking. But you know what's ultimately going to happen, Cynthia, is they'll try to push it through anyway because, again, the loudest voices in the room are going to overwhelm any little protester who simply just doesn't agree and quietly is trying to state their point. No, the Common Council's method of addressing it is to continue to defund the police and separate out the police from what they're calling public safety. And it is a failed policy and proposition, and I'm vehemently against it. I spoke in front of the Common Council. I was like, I'll never, I'll never be part of this initiative, ever. Never. Okay. I'm diehard against we, it. We just have a few seconds left, actually. Um, give people your contact information if they want to get involved in your campaign. Uh, become a volunteer, make a cut, uh, monetary contribution. How can they do so? It's all at transformalbany.com. Everything, donations, appreciated volunteers. We need that, all of it. Transformalbany.com. You can come find me on Facebook too, super active. I even have a TikTok account, Alicia Purdy for mayor. 
on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram, the number four. And we should party for mayor or transformalbany.com. Okay, Alicia, I'm sure we'll we'll talk again. You've been listening to Alicia Purdy, our Republican candidate for mayor in the city of Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. Thank you, Alicia, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening.